Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, and my co-host will be calling in shortly, Scott Kramer from New York. Um, I just want to, I guess, kind of welcome everyone back. We were off on Wednesday. It was my birthday. I turned 30, so I was in Disneyland um, celebrating my 30th birthday, and um, we actually took Wednesday off. I tried to set it up to play an automatic show, but it didn't seem to work. Scott, are you there? Hey, Robert. How you doing? Good, Scott. How are you? Good. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I was just actually talking about how I was in Florida, and I tried to do a show on Wednesday. We had to reschedule because Jack had some scheduling conflict, and we were going to have John Rutherford on from Colt. Right. Um, and we were going to talk about HIV in the adult film industry, and since you know Jack couldn't co-host and I was away, on vacation, so I was I was going to allow Jack to co-host alone. Um, I set it up to have an automatic play of the Angina interview again. Right. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't I did work. Wrong. I did something wrong, and there was no show on Wednesday. Um, oh, no. It didn't even replay. So hopefully people went there and at least listened to another show that maybe they didn't and, hear before. And speaking of um, Angina, I wanted to say congratulations for your um, – blurb in this month's Pause magazine and also for Dad's blurb um, about Angina and um, how amazing um, the story was from uh, from uh, the TV show this year. Yeah, the RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was touching when um, Dave Capone um, was on, and he has a blog on um, Pause.com. He was, he was um, on, he, right after that, he asked me if I wanted to write a little bit about it, and he knows that I think he knows that I'm somebody who always wanted to try to get on a reality show because I think it's important to show people with HIV because AIDS and HIV, it's a reality. And by not casting people that are living with the disease, people think that it's nothing that they have to deal with. Absolutely. And I was just reading the article in Pause, and what it talked about was um, how um, Jack and Aunt China were both on – uh, their own respective shows and about Pedro, and and uh, it said that our very own Marvelyn Brown um, wanted to be on the Real World, but they said she was too mature, uh, uh-huh. and and that they didn't they didn't think that she would be appropriate for being on, even though she's um, you know a young woman of color who who would be perfect for the demographic. Exactly, and then there was another gentleman who was on Top Chef, and I I don't know his name because I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I was a Hell's Kitchen fan, um, but. He also came out as um, someone who was HIV positive. They mentioned in the article as well in Paz. And, um, I, I didn't watch it, so I didn't know. So I'm interested in trying to get a hold of him to see if I can get him on. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't remember either, but uh, that's, that would, he would be a great person to have on, absolutely. Right. Well, tonight we're going to have um, the founder of Paz Brotherhood Retreat on. Um, his name is Class, and he's going to come on and he's going to speak about the retreat which is actually in July. It's July 16th to the 20th. It's a five-day retreat um, for 
men who are HIV positive and are gay or bisexual who, um, you know, want to enrich their life. They do a lot of spiritual stuff, which to me is very fascinating because I like to intertwine it. As people know, you know, I date somebody who is in the spiritual field of work and things like meditation and yoga, it fascinates me, but I have no concentration to keep it. <laughs> Not at all. I've always wanted to, to do the yoga thing, but I just don't seem to have it in me to keep going back. I'll go to one class here and one class there, but nothing keeps me going back, so maybe they can explain how to keep that motivation going. Right, and I just want to remind people in the guest, in the guest room, in the chat room, there's a new chat room. I don't think you're online right now, Scott, because you're on the train, but there's a new chat room for Blog Talk Radio, and I'm not used to it yet, so I'm getting used to the new chat room because it's the first show with it. So I just went oh, to wow. it, and I just wanted to welcome um, the guest who's in the chat room. Um, and all that good stuff. But um, Welcome, everybody. Sorry I'm not there online, but uh, I'm going to be here on the phone. <laughs> right. and if anybody has a question, you guys can call in and either speak to um, me or Scott or um, Class. Actually, he's actually on the line right now, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Class, are you Hello, there? guys. Hey, man. Welcome to Pause Iron Radio. Thank you very much. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Class. Welcome. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great. I'm having a wonderful weekend here in Chicago. Great. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So you're in Chicago doing anything spectacular? I've been seeing a lot of friends, and it's a big weekend here with uh, the IML convention going on and the Grabby Awards. Uh, There's a lot of gay men in town. Oh, cool. Cool. I'm actually excited to have you on class. Um, Like I said, I I, I see you on Pause IM all the time, and and I, I, I love the fact that what you do, um, I, I just want to jump right into it and, and tell me how you started it. Tell us a little bit about the retreat. All right. Well, the retreat um, is a body-mind-spirit gathering for HIV-positive uh, gay and bisexual men. Um, I, I don't really know how it all came about. started with this. It was like a lightning bolt that hit me one day that I just realized I had to do this. Uh, I was uh, uh, noticing that... Uh, the experience of living with HIV is very different in different countries. And I uh, wanted to find a way of bringing people in the POS community together um, and allowing them to share resources and knowledge and so forth and also help empower each other so that we can help stigmatize uh, this disease and this virus. And so um, uh, one day I was taking a shower and it just hit me like a lightning bolt that this is what I need to do. I've been working in the field of personal growth uh, for many years in the past and uh, teaching workshops on meditation and a, a system of personality types called the Enneagram. And I thought that that would be a really powerful tool to share uh, with the community this way. And uh, then, uh, I don't know, it was just like a of attraction of how Alfred and Rudra came to me and, and offered their resources and we just co-created this retreat and it was just an amazing, uh, magical experience when we did it last year. So last year was your first year doing it? Yes. And uh, we're doing it again now in July 16th through the 20th. Uh, we already have 70% of the guys who came last time who have re-registered to come back. That's great. How many people came the first year? Uh, we're 22 of us. Okay. And it's in the Poconos. Uh, it's about an hour and a half outside New York City uh, on the Delaware River. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's in Strasburg. That's kind of up near you, Scott, because Scott's in New York. 
Yeah, I'm in New York City, so the Poconos is, is pretty close. Yes, very close. Uh, you just take uh, the 80 straight out, and as soon as you cross into Pennsylvania, you're right there. Excellent. And um, is it like a, a camping in cabins, or is it tents, or what is No, it? no, it's, it's actually quite comfortable. It's, it's, um, it's a retreat and study center. So it, it, it is, it's like a real buildings uh, with the, where we're going to be this summer is actually one of the buildings is a 200-year-old farmhouse. Oh, wow. And, and uh, no, it, it, it's, it's very comfortable. Uh, you, you sleep in beds, and there are showers and uh, bathrooms and all of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes. Sounds like a good time. And it's strictly for, for gay men and, and, and bi men, right? Who are That's correct. Positive. That's correct. Now, of course, if somebody registers and happens to be negative, it's not like we're going to stand there and uh, do blood tests at, at the door to let people in. <laughs> so if somebody was HIV positive and, say, like myself, and I wanted to bring my partner who was negative, you wouldn't have a problem with that? No, no, of course not. Okay, cool. Uh, and, uh, but but uh, at the same time, we want to make it really clear that the re- retreat is designed to be for HIV positive men. So if somebody who is negative and still wants to come, then, of course, he's welcome uh, to join us. And, uh, you know, you don't have to be infected by the virus to be affected by it. But uh, I really wanted to create an environment where the HIV itself became a non-issue so that we could uh, go deeper into the other aspects of which we're trying to work on in terms of connecting to our spirituality, our true selves, and... Uh, the brotherhood that we share, because there are certain things about living with HIV that cannot be understood if you haven't lived through it yourself. And so I wanted to create an environment where uh, this implicit understanding is already there and people don't need that they, uh, they don't feel that they need to educate anybody else about it. Sorry about that, I had an ambulance drive by. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the spiritual aspect of it, because... I consider myself myself uh, a bit of a spiritual person, but um, I want to hear what you mean about spiritual and and what kinds of activities you have um, regarding that type of uh, thing, you know, for other people. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, the the, the word spiritual is a very broad concept, and and certainly it will mean something different for each person. Uh, I take it to mean dealing with that which is our true self, our true beingness, uh, that uh, that we know that we are uh, underneath all the uh, uh, masks that we wear in society, all the roles that we play in our daily lives. Uh, when we start um, connecting with our authentic inner selves, as soon as we're doing that, in whatever way we're doing that, we're being spiritual. And we're all... We're all spiritual beings, and, and I think everybody's a spiritual person, whether they identify themselves as being spiritual or not. And uh, some of the things that we do to help people connect more directly and uh, more deeply with that are things like meditations, yoga exercises. Uh, we do a lot of inquiries uh, where we are doing exercises to become more aware of our unconscious and subconscious thought patterns uh, that get in the way uh, for us to be more authentic in our interactions with 
both ourselves and other people around us. And so uh, one of the most pow- powerful things that I think happened at the retreat was that everybody was able to be there and be with each other without the, the masks that we normally wear in our daily lives. And so um, we, we really experienced a true brotherhood where, where everybody connected with everybody. There were no cliques that were being formed. Um, there were no subgroups within the groups. We were all just one big group of men sharing this experience together. And uh, These are guys from all over, right? Yes, we have uh, guys who are flying in from Europe to participate in this. We have a lot of guys uh, coming in from California, uh, Texas. Uh, we had people from Canada last year. Uh, I got inquiries from people from uh, India and Singapore and South America. So uh, it's very exciting to see the kind of uh, makeup of uh, people that we have, all ethnic groups, uh, all ages. Um, some guys are newly diagnosed. Some have been, are long-term survivors since the 70s. Wow, that's so. amazing. So it sounds like um, within our community you have a really diverse group of men. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. terrific. I think that you know people um, that have been living with it for such a long time um, can also benefit from people that are, are just newly diagnosed as well as the other way around. Um, so I think that's really important to gather everybody together and share their own experiences. Yes, absolutely. And, and also I think uh, one of the most important things is to be able to have this experience uh, in, uh, in an environment where you feel totally safe and you can share it with everybody else who is there and you don't have to um, figure it all out for yourself. Right, uh, so you can draw from other people's experiences and ask them questions and, and try and figure out who you are. A lot of people, I feel, um, don't know who they are without their mask. And so to sort of break that down and try and figure that out could be a really uh, uh, emotional and intense experience. So absolutely, yeah. So people around um, must be a nice feeling. It is absolutely um, uplifting and amazing to see also underneath it all, uh, we're so much alike. Mm -hmm. And all of the things that we're going through, even though they manifest differently for each person, uh, somehow beneath it all, there's something very universal about it. And, And in the totality of our experience, I think we're able to hold a lot uh, that we can share. I don't know if that's making any sense or not. but <laughs> <laughs> No, absolutely. One of the things that I think it was, I was on the phone talking with you when we first scheduled you to come on was you were telling me, is, I mean, I can imagine that I don't take meds right now, but going even on, like as somebody who's a gay man who has HIV, going on a, say, a, just a regular gay retreat, having to log all their medication and go through that and, and having to sometimes feel like they have to hide it from people I think going on a retreat like yours, you know, when people whip out their medication to take it, it's not like there's that uncomfortable feeling where it's more like everybody understands. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people have that, that issue with bringing their medications wherever they go. It's kind of like, you know, one of those things that stops them from going out and doing things. Yes, and, and, and also uh, because we have uh, so much experience uh, from dealing with the uh, disease uh, within the community. If, if somebody has an issue come up, 
there's a lot of people who uh, have gone through something similar that they can be there as a support for them. Right. Uh, and also, um, um, if somebody's having uh, a medical uh, issue come up during the retreat itself, or, or if somebody you know needs to take a break because. Uh, for some of us, uh, having HIV, you know, we, we have the other little things with the fatigue and, and things like that that happen also. Uh, here they, we're all in an environment where if somebody needs to go and relax and rest and do something like that, they don't need to explain themselves. Right. And so, I think that is such a relief uh, to hear because, it, you know, the, the medications and just the HIV itself can cause fatigue and all sorts of things that um, even if people know that you have HIV or AIDS, um, if they're not going through it, like you said, they just um, don't understand that you might not be able to wake up in the morning <laughs> and just, you know, be ready to go. Um, so yeah. to have that, that support from people that know is huge. Um, and, and Robert, like you were saying before with the, you know, taking medication, um, I, I sort of recently came out at work about um, being a person living with AIDS and uh, I had I always had to hide my medication before I did that, and then it was so freeing to be able to take my medication out when we all had lunch together and take a pill. Um, very freeing to be able to do that, and if people can take off their mask at um, the retreat at the Brotherhood and uh, be able to do that maybe for the first time, maybe that'll that'll empower them to do it in their outside lives too. Very true. I didn't even think of that. Now, Cliff, do, when you guys do these things, do you – see, because we talk to other ASOs that do, like, sort of things outdoorsy and, and gatherings and things, and they don't – some of them don't do things that are HIV-related while they're, you know, doing their little – I don't want to – like, you know, they're, they're gathering. They kind of do things just to get out of the house and, and, and just to start living life and to bring people together who are living with HIV. But do you sit down and do, like – um, campfire stories or anything like that when you're there? Uh, well, we have a lot of time for, for you know, just uh, socializing and hanging out and, and, and uh, people, uh, you know, share stories and talk about it. Um, we don't, really what happened at the retreat last time was that uh, the HIV issue was really not the central issue that we were dealing with because we were going so deeply into the uh, more ex existential issues and, and just being alive, being, and, and uh, exploring how to be authentic and how to be intimate with somebody and how to be intimate with somebody without it being a sexual intimacy. And um, those are things that are really challenging, I think, for a lot of people. And uh, and I think that there's a lot of work to be done in in exploring ways that we can experience that with each other. Now, class, did you expect um, the HIV sort of not to be a main issue um, when you planned um, planned the retreat out, or is that something that just happened sort of organically? It, it pretty much happened organically, uh, and. A lot of the work that we do is uh, around being present in the moment. And so our actual program for the retreat uh, is being adjusted 
uh, from day to day as we perceive what the needs of the group are at that given time. Uh, we have a plan and, and, and we have a lot of things that we can do, but uh, really it's going on a moment-to-moment -moment basis uh, seeing what would be the most empowering thing to do right now. Sure. And, uh, and what we try to do is that we try to alternate um, uh, different modalities in terms of the body and mind spirit so that we integrate all of them and each session that we do connects to everything else that's being done. And also as facilitators, uh, when, when we're not facilitating a particular session, we uh, shift the role and become participants in the retreat. So um, we want to really emphasize the brotherhood aspect of it, and, and we are part of the retreat group just as much as anybody else who is there. And so that's great. As you're saying that, um, I was thinking, is there um, any ideas or thoughts in the future to have a sisterhood group? Well, I think that uh, that sounds like a good thing to do for somebody, but um, uh, for me right now, uh, uh, keeping this going and, and, and um, uh, just following the development of what's going on here is about all that I can handle. Yeah, uh, I agree on that. <laughs> well, maybe there'll be a woman out there who's listening to the show and maybe be like, maybe I could take that on and, and could kind of partner up with you or something like that. If anybody has anything that they want to do uh, in terms of a community effort and they think that I can be a resource for them, uh, feel free to contact me anytime. Um, what, one of my intents behind this was to uh, give support to those people who are out there giving support to others. Uh, so we have a lot of people who come to the retreat who are in their regular lives uh, function in a facilitator function one way or another in, in the, their careers or uh, on a volunteer basis and so forth. And uh, here's an opportunity for them to just come and be in the passenger seat, so to speak, and not have to take the responsibility for somebody else. That's what I was just thinking as you were talking about um, the retreat is that I'm a social worker, and at first, and also I'm a person living with AIDS, so at first I was thinking, wow, this would be really great for me to come to just as, as a regular person living with AIDS, but then I was thinking, hey, this could be really important and impactful for me to come as a social worker and learn skills. Yes, I, I think that uh, that's true. Uh, we have um, uh, one man who was part of the retreat um, last year. His uh, day job, so to speak, is to uh, help counsel uh, veterans who come back uh, from uh, uh, war situations, okay. and um, what he shared with us after the retreat was that uh, thanks to the experiences that he had at the retreat, he was able to bring a whole other level of presence to the clients that he was working with uh, in his uh, job. So definitely I think that um, it could be something that could be helpful to you, and the way I approach something like this myself when I go to a retreat uh, is that no matter what happens, there will be something for me there to learn from. And the only outcome for me that's possible is that I will grow from the experience. Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. 
Um, just to touch a little bit back on, you know, the, the meditation and the yoga. Um, somebody like me who may not be – I don't have – let's put it this way. I can't meditate. My partner's tried to get me to meditate, and I just don't have that – I don't know how what I want to call it. I just, I just can't sit still. I can't seem to meditate myself. Or even yoga, I feel like I've never done it before. If I would come okay. to a retreat, would it be something that would be difficult for me to handle? No, actually, I think you would find it uh, surprisingly easy. Um, uh, Rudra, who is our yoga instructor, and I think he will be calling in here in a while as well to join us. Oh, that would be uh, great. He actually just joined Paz I Am tonight. I saw that. Yes, and, and uh, I know he was uh, teaching a, a, a class, and I think he will be calling in in about 10 minutes or so. Oh, great. And then he can talk a little bit about it. But uh, he has uh, a very unique approach to teaching yoga, which is so easy for anybody to grasp and uh, take to. He is very visual. He has a great visual concept in his, uh, that he communicates very easily. I'm, I personally, I, I love yoga, but I'm not uh, a devout yoga practitioner. Right. Uh, but I found that um, all the poses and all the work that he did was done in such a way that no matter what level you were at, you could do it completely, and it would be very uh, fulfilling and rewarding as well. He works a lot with the more subtle aspects of what he calls the Nidra Yoga, and uh, uh, he is also... Their experience in working with um, uh, trans states and uh, all of that, but I, I would let him speak more about that when he comes on because I think he'll be a lot more articulate about it. Right. Uh, in terms of the meditation, uh, a lot of people have problems meditating, uh, and I think that um, that is because they are uh, uncertain about how to do it. And so what we do in the retreat is that we start out with guided meditations, which are very simple to follow. And um, you will find that through the retreat, as we keep repeating these meditation exercises, that they come more and more naturally to you. And by the end of the retreat, I am willing to bet that you will be quite capable of sitting down and meditating. <laughs> That's always good. I think it's good because a lot of people, like for me, when I became positive, I kind of lost my faith a bit. You know what I mean? It was like I kind of like lost all my faith in God. I was raised Catholic, so I, I, I lost my way in the sense of some sort of faith. And after meeting my partner, I started to live a more spiritual life, which is, you know, obviously a lot different than religious. And um, yeah. I think it's just great because a lot of people who – you know, who become positive or newly diagnosed, they lose all that faith. So to find something like the, the pause retreat is, is just great for them to get back on their way and, you know, and down the right path again that they should be on. I've read a lot of the feedback on the website, and, you know, it's great that people are saying how they feel like a new person when they leave there. That's amazing. Yes, and, and I think uh, one of the uh, most important uh, things to, to do uh, is to uh, – try to uh, free oneself of that uh, judgment call that it is supposed to be a certain way or one is supposed to be a, a, a certain way um, because I think that 
uh, as soon as we have these shoulds uh, running our lives, it's um, very hard to be open to the actual experience that we are having. And um, I think uh, with a lot of the uh, religious traditions, uh, there are a lot of shoulds that come with them. And when you're confronted with something like HIV, all of a sudden that doesn't fit into that picture that was being uh, portrayed by the religious teaching. And so it's very hard to reconcile one's own life experience with that. And I think an authentic spirituality is actually always based in the real life experience that one is having. Now, you are, the, you are one of the co-founders, right? I am, yes. Okay, because we spoke, you said there's three facilitators, right? Uh, you're one of them, and you, you do the meditation part, right? Uh, yes, and uh, uh, Rudra uh, does some meditation work as well. Okay, and the yoga. And the yoga, yes. And then the other gentleman, um, I'm sorry. Alfred, uh, yes, he is a therapist. He's based in London, and uh, he's worked uh, with the gay and lesbian community since the 80s over there. And he's one of the co-founders of a retreat group in the UK called Loving Men. Uh, what they do are uh, gay men's retreats, which are not HIV-specific. Right. And he also has a monthly group called uh, Positive Hub, uh, which is uh, something in between a support group and a social gathering group for uh, uh, HIV-positive gay men in London. Great. And, and did you just this happen? Did you know these people beforehand, or did you just happen like they just were brought to you in the right way? And uh, they came to me once I uh, announced my intent to create this retreat, and uh, they contacted me uh, initially actually to find out more about the retreat. And as I started talking more to them, I just felt that what they had to offer would be a really valuable addition, and so I invited them to come and join me as co-facilitators. And uh, somehow uh, uh, it worked out so well, I, f I feel that was divinely guided. Just to remind that, that people in the so chat cool. that we're, we're speaking with Class is one of the co-founders of the Paz Brotherhood Retreats, and you can learn more about the Paz Brotherhood Retreats at it's either brotherhoodretreat.com or podsretreat.com, right? Uh, yeah, brotherhoodretreats.com or podsretreat.com. Uh, either uh, URL will work. Right. And, um, uh, I, I think it's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's a retreat. It's July 16th to the 20th, and you can find out all information for registration on the website. We'll talk a little bit about that, but go ahead, Scott. Oh, I was wondering, um, regarding the, the members that go to the retreat, um, what is... How old is the range of people? And also, um, do the people keep in touch after the retreat is over? Yes. Um, yes, they do keep in touch. Um, and uh, we have some uh, fairly regular email exchanges. And I, I know that several of the people have started getting together uh, on their own. Uh, and some of them are even doing some of the practices that we're doing at retreat together. Uh, the age range is from guys in their 20s to guys in their 60s. Oh, that's great. That is great. Actually. So what is like a basic, typical day? I get up in the morning. How does the day start out, and how does it like go throughout the day? Um, 
Well, that is a really good question, uh, and, and I, I think that is really um, where, when you're really being present to the moment, uh, it, it just goes moment by moment. Uh, the, the basic schedule that we have set up is that we're starting with a yoga session before breakfast at 7 a.m., and uh, some guys don't quite make it up for that one, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, and uh, then we have, we have breakfast at 8 a.m., and uh, we start our first session at 9, and we typically start with a fairly gentle meditation and then uh, move into some form of an inquiry exercise, uh, which then leads into uh, group discussions afterwards and uh, try to go deeper with understanding the uh, issues or concepts or topics that come up uh, in the con- uh, with that, and then uh, we also do some um, uh, breakout into smaller groups where uh, uh, people have more opportunities to share more and, and, and talk more. And uh, also, for some people, it's uh, uh, naturally uh, easier to speak in a smaller group than in a larger group. So uh, it uh, gives uh, those people more opportunities to participate more fully. And uh, we have a lunch break around noon, and uh, we take a fairly long breaks for lunch. It's like two or three hours, and so um, some people then go out hiking, or uh, some just hang out. Uh, there's so many different th- things you can do there. We're, now we're going to be there during the summer. People can go swimming if they want, uh, or just lay out on the lawn, or do yeah, whatever feels like the right to do. And uh, then uh, Alfred always has uh, some interesting creative exercises that uh, he brings in to uh, uh, help facilitate uh, interaction between people, which is one of his uh, specialties, and uh, finding ways uh, to communicate which are somewhat different from what we have in our daily lives. And... um, and then we keep alternating. And then we go back in the afternoon. We do another yoga session. We do another meditation session as well. Uh, we will have some periods of just uh, quiet reflection and journaling. And uh, then uh, in the evening, we it varies. Some nights we, we it gets a little bit more intense, and and some nights we just kind of more casually hang out and becomes more of a party atmosphere in a way. So, but that's kind of like the basic flow of the day. Well, it sounds like it's packed, and it's and like you have a schedule, but it's not something that has to be 100% followed. Is that kind of how it works? Like you set up a schedule for people, and yeah, the, the schedule is the, the only thing that's set are the meal times because uh, the meals are provided by the retreat center, and so they're set on those times. Everything else uh, is subject to change uh, according to the needs of the group. That was one of the things I read about the meals, that they're all home-cooked meals three times a day. So, you know what I mean? You're going to go and you're going to get good food, too. Yes, <laughs> yes, the food is, is very tasty. And I also find when I'm in a setting like that out in the country and, um, and being so aware of one's sensation as what hap- is what happens. We do a lot of mindfulness meditations. And so when you eat food, uh with that quality of presence, everything just tastes so much better. 
Oh, I'm sure. After you're all lifted from meditating and doing yoga, definitely um, opens you up more. Um, I know one of the the people in the chat room um, who is here, I know that he is um, in a wheelchair. So I know that is one of the questions that he may be thinking is, do you, is there a way, you know, for you to have people who may be in a wheelchair to come? And um, to do things, is it yes, I mean, I don't, I don't see why that would be a problem. Uh, obviously, there will be some yoga poses that would be, uh, uh, that maybe wouldn't work, but I'm sure that Ruta would find a way uh, of finding uh, alternate ways for him to participate uh, in those sessions. Uh, it's not a question that has come up before, but um, I'm sure that we would be able to find a way of accommodating whatever his needs are and integrate him fully into the group. Uh, the facility where we are is wheelchair accessible, so that wouldn't be a problem. I hear somebody's phone cutting in and out. Good to nine. I'm going to call right back, okay? Okay, Scott, I'll be for you. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. He's on up. Did he hang up? Actually, I think it might be your phone, class. Is my phone here? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of static here. Um, let me call you right back. Okay, call me back. Everybody okay. call me back. And if you guys out there listening have um, a question for either class or myself or Scott, or maybe you want to talk about the call in and find out some more information about the Brotherhood Retreat, you can give us a call at 347-215-9442. Scott, are you back with me? I'm back. Yeah, it was actually, I think it was um, Class's phone that was giving a little static. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he comes back on, we're going to talk to him about um, how to register and, and the cost for the retreat, because I'm sure people out there listening are wondering, you know, how how much it costs. And I, I think it's great. If I, if I had... Um, you know, enough finances to go and do it, I would definitely go and do it because I actually think my partner would enjoy doing things like that because he always wants to do yoga. Class, welcome back. Yes. Uh, hopefully it will sound better now. <laughs> yeah, I think it will be good. So um, one thing we wanted to talk about is people can go and register and sign up for the retreat at either pauseretreat.com or brotherhoodretreat.com. Um, what does it cost and, and, you know, what does what include and what is extra all right. Well, um, it, the um, uh, cost, uh, in including uh, room and board, is uh, five hundred ninety-five dollars, and um, that's uh, you, you really won't have any other expenses while you're at the retreat. Um, if you want a single room, that's one hundred fifty dollars extra. We have still a couple of spaces reserved at a lower rate for people who have limited financial resources. Um, the cost then would be three ninety five. Uh, so if somebody wants to apply for that, they need to send me an email, and um, you know we'll figure all of that out. But essentially, if is on disability or, or have other uh, limited financial resources, we have a reserved a certain number of spaces like that. Okay, so you have some sort of, um, I guess, if you want to call it a sponsorship or. Yeah, we we call it a scholarship program. I, I, I don't know if that's the, the right word for it, but yes, and uh, we've received some donations. And, and uh, any time uh, that we get uh, any other donations coming in, basically that's used to then further reduce that fee down. Uh, 
that's terrific because it's so uh, it can be so difficult to be able to afford something um, something like that uh, that seems like such an important thing to do. Um, yeah. Right now, especially with the economy um, and with people on disability, it can be really hard uh, to be able to do that. So it's nice to know that you offer a scholarship for people that. Yes, I mean, I, I, I wish I could afford uh, to uh, kind of just offer the retreat for free for people because it's really something that I, I want everybody who feels called uh, to do to be able to do. Um, and uh, but part of the the concept that we're working with, and why we're calling it a brotherhood retreat, is is that we're there as brothers for each other. And so those who can afford to pay a little bit more will chip in a little bit more, and that will help to make it more affordable for somebody else who may not have the same um, financial resources. Sure, and if people um, want to be able to um, donate then can they contact you at one of the websites as well? Because maybe... Yeah, they can do that. There is a, um, we have a PayPal thing set up. If they want to just do a PayPal thing or if they want to mail in a check, they can do that. And, and also if somebody wants to make a donation uh, with a specific uh, condition that it goes to a person in a particular kind of situation, then we'll be happy to work with that also. We had that last year where somebody made a very generous donation to help um, uh, somebody who was young and recently diagnosed, and that made it possible for a very wonderful young man to come and join us as well, and, and he got a lot of, out of that experience. That's wonderful. That's so yeah. wonderful that people have big hearts like that, because you know what? If I had money like that, I would be doing the same thing. Yes, and... and I mean, what, what's the point of having it if, if you're not doing something that's uh, rewarding in a good way? That's right. <laughs> That's right. So um, I guess your yoga guy isn't going to call in yet. We have about 18 minutes. So if you want to call in, you're out there listening, uh, 347-215-9442. Call in. Um, ask, ask us some questions. or you know, um, One of the things I noticed about the site is, first of all, I, compl- I told you about this earlier um, in class when we spoke at first. I love your website. Oh, thank you. It's organized. It's organized. You know, people can go, and when they're clicking things, they know they're not going to get lost and confused of where they need to go for things. Everything is laid out. I love the fact that you have pictures of all the guys on, on, on the retreat, you know what I mean, and not just, not just the logo, but you have pictures of, of the brotherhood, and that's what's so important because, like you said, it, that's what it's all about is the brotherhood. And a lot of, you know, and for me, again, gay men, for me, I distance from brotherhood or having a man, you know what I mean, like who is just a friend. So to go around and, and to have somewhere to go like that, I think it's great. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's, um, I don't know, uh, we, we all need to get away from our regular lives uh, sometimes in order to get this kind of uh, spiritual nourishing. And, uh, I, and, and for me also, I, I find that uh, going out from the real world, so to speak, uh, in order to get more real, um, is it, it, it just uh, recharges all my batteries on, on some level inside, and, and I think that's really important when you're living with HIV, also because I think your body responds to that in a way that it helps to build your immune defense, and um, um, it, the, the way most people live, it, it's not that easy to maintain any kind of spiritual practice uh, every day in your everyday life uh, if you don't have 
the support and, uh, of other people who are on the same path with you. And so when you come to this kind of environment and you make these connections with the people that you then keep in touch with, you're, you have them, people that you can communicate with on a whole different level than what you do with your regular friends. Right, and it's hard to find people who, you know, are on that same path as you. And like you said, you have your retreat as a medium to, to, to bring those people together. Um, the other thing that I loved is that you have this, the, the Brotherhood Retreat reading and recommendations on your site and where people can go and get, you know, books on spirituality. And I see the one that is the first one that I see is The Power of Now. And yeah, I think that's such a powerful book. And I think it's great that you have these, you know, book suggestions for people who are on the path that your retreat, you know, is for. I think it's great that it's all there at your fingertips and then the proceeds, part of the proceeds, go towards your scholarship fund for people who can't afford to come. Yeah, yeah. And also I think that um, uh, a lot of people are interested in learning more about uh, being present and uh, uh, about meditation and about spirituality and so forth. But it, it's very hard to go into a store and know which book to pick up because there are a lot of, you know, really crappy books out there also. Now, are these and, books that you recommend it yourself? These are, these are books that I selected because I feel that they uh, are well-written and uh, they are not trying to preach anything. And they are based on authentic understandings uh, that the author is sharing. And um, w one of the things that I ask people already from the first session is to not believe anything. Uh, not to believe anything that I say, but to take it in and to verify it against your own experience. Because the truth, the objective truth, doesn't need for us to hold on to a belief to it if we can't understand it and if we can't see it. Because it is uh, what it is no matter what. And I think uh, that any authentic spirituality needs to have that as a founding principle is that you don't need to believe anything because what is real is going to be real regardless of what beliefs we hold. Because it's real inside of you and once we remove the mask then we can really get to what that is, right? Yes, exactly. And, and if you want to start talking about the concept of God, uh, God does not need us to believe in God for God to be God. Right. And yeah, uh, I, I, I you know, I hope that people um, don't get sort of, I, you know, when, when people talk about, at least what I think, when people talk about spirituality and religion, even though they're separate, they can seem together. And maybe people who haven't taken a spiritual journey might be a little bit nervous to be able to do that or um, think about doing it or think yeah. about like, some sort of religious retreat. So. I would just say, even though I haven't been on the Brotherhood, um, it sounds so wonderful. And I would just say, don't be scared or nervous about it because it is what it is to you. Exactly. Yes. And and, and there's absolutely uh, no belief system that we're trying to um, uh, get anybody to absorb or anything like that. We're there having the experience together and. We get together for these days, and, and whatever organically happens uh, is what the retreat experience 
uh, ends up being. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know what's going to happen at this retreat coming up in July. And uh, I really won't know until I'm there, and it's actually happening. Absolutely. And so I think you said you had um, about 70% of the people from last year are coming back so far. So yes. how many people um, do you expect or do you have signed up for this year? And what is the, um, what's the limit of, of people that you can have? Uh, the limit of the, uh, I think last time I checked we had about 30 people signed up and uh, our maximum that we can handle is 36. Okay, terrific. So uh, we have six spaces left. <laughs> tell people, get your butts moving, there's only six spots left. Yes, absolutely. And uh, uh, I would absolutely hate to have to turn anybody away because if somebody feels called to do something like this, I, I really think that's something that needs to be honored. And um, uh, But I trust that uh, the, the right number of people are going to find their way there somehow. Right, well, I have so a caller on the line here, so let me bring this caller on real quick because we've got about 10 minutes. Yeah. Caller, area code 814. Welcome to Pause IM Radio. Who's calling? Yeah, hi. My name is Rudra. Hi, class. Hi, Rudra. <laughs> hey, Rudra. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, you're the, the yoga part, right? That's exactly right. So tell us a little bit about what you do there. Well, um, I've been teaching yoga for about 10 years. I'm uh, certified and registered through Yoga Alliance. I was trained at the Integral Yoga Institute in San Francisco, and I love what I do. I feel very passionate about it. And uh, I feel like my contribution to the retreatants is, um, I guess, just primarily to bring help pe- bring people into their bodies. Mm-hmm. I will say that it's a real honor to be involved with this, uh, with these retreats with Class and Alfred. It's a wonderful group of men, really extraordinary group of men, and uh, we've got great facilitators. It's a beautiful facility. Um, and it's just a really wonderful time. It's really, really powerful. It's really powerful. It was really powerful for me in October to be with a group of men who were all HIV positive, who all had amazing stories to tell. And then that would have to be my favorite part, you know, of going anywhere public in a group with, you know, a whole bunch of people that are HIV positive. It's just the the sharing of the stories for me. I mean, I'm sure, since you're both on the line, I'd like to ask both of you, how does it feel to see somebody who's coming who's newly diagnosed and then they leave your retreat and their head's held up high and they're like so much in a better place because of your retreat? How does that, that has to feel you know, amazing. You know, we saw, well, class, maybe class is better, uh, better suited to answer that question, but we saw a lot of that last year. What do you think, class? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it was amazing. I mean, I felt like on the last day of the retreat, as we were leaving, we were all kind of almost floating out of there. Uh, it, it was a very powerful experience. And a lot of people shared that uh, during the retreat, it was the first time in their lives that they experienced true intimacy and got an understanding of what that really means. And something like that is just huge and and. I don't really know. There, there are no real words to describe the the, the feeling of ha- 
having those kind of profound experiences because they become so transformative. Hey, class, can you maybe share with the listeners uh, about how many newly uh, newly uh, seroconverted people were at the retreat last year? Uh, well, there were about a handful of newly diagnosed at the last retreat, and um, about, I would say, uh, a handful of uh, people in, uh, who had been diagnosed uh, for maybe like around five years or so, and then we had several people who were long-term survivors, uh, 15 years plus, uh, uh, up to some who were convinced that they had been HIV positive even since the 70s. Uh-huh. Cool. Sounds like a great bunch of guys, to be honest. It sounds like an amazing thing. Um, is it something now, I know you, you do it once a year, is this something that maybe later on down the line, you know, as you build this more and more, is this something that you may do more than once a year? Uh, it's quite possible. Um, uh, right now we're just doing one retreat at a time, and uh, we're just seeing what uh, seems like the right thing to do and uh, what the demand is. Uh, if we keep... Uh, expanding like this and if people keep coming back we will probably try to uh, create uh, two different retreats one for uh, people attending for the first time and then one for people who are returning um, and um, but uh, right now we're just trying to stay present to uh, the organic growth of the retreat itself it's almost taking on its own life and um, trying to not to push it too hard in any one direction, but to stay present to it and see where it wants to go. Now, is there a, a deadline for the registration? Because somebody asked that in the chat room. Uh, not really, but uh, once it's full, it's full. <laughs> and uh, if somebody wants to register, but uh, they are unable to maybe come up with a deposit right away, uh, they should contact me uh, through email and we can work something out that way. Um, I, I really try to work with everybody uh, based on whatever their needs are. Hey, there's your phone again. I think it's my phone again. Let, let me uh, hang up and call you right back. Okay. <laughs> so, Rudra, has, has this changed you by getting involved in these retreats? I'm sorry, say that again, please. Has this changed you by getting involved in these retreats? Oh, yeah, yeah, it really has. It's, uh, you know, well, I, I'm a long-term survivor. I've been HIV positive for 22 years, and I, I like to tell people that it's the longest relationship I've ever, ever experienced. And just like any other relationship, you know, there's ebbing and flowing, there's ups and downs, and it just, it really was a shot in the arm for me. It really gave me a lot of juice coming off the retreat, I'm at a point in my process where I guess maybe there's a little bit of regret showing up. Um, I never really bought into the idea that that it, it meant that I would die. That just never really entered into my consciousness. But certainly over you know the last 22 years, there has been a little bit of regret showing up, and it's really coming on strong for me right now. Hmm. So, so coming off that retreat was just—it was just really what I needed um, to be surrounded by such beautiful men 
it was really, really a wonderful time. I'm sure. And I just saw that you just joined Paz I Am, so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I saw that you popped in there tonight, and I was, and I put the two to two together, and I went to the website, to, and I checked out, you know, because he said that you may call in. And I was like, wait a minute, that's the same guy. I was like, cool. <laughs> so people know that they can go and find you there on Paz I Am, too. Um, I was excited to have you to have you join. I, you know, I'm a big fan of the retreat, and you know, for me, the spiritual part is devoted. Class, are you there? Well, I don't know what happened to him. I think I lost him. Oh, <laughs> he, he's had a crazy weekend in Chicago, so I'm, I'm surprised that he sounds so good. <laughs> That's so funny. So um, we're down to the last three minutes. So when class comes on, I'm going to ask Kim. Um, one thing I always ask the guests that come on is, what has your HIV status taught you? Oh, you know what it's taught me? It's taught me to a number of things. But the first thing that came into my mind when you said that was uh, gratitude. Class? Yes, I'm here. I seem to have some problems here with my phone. So I don't know if uh, the static goes over the air as well. Yeah, a little bit it does. Hold on one second. I'm going to mute you for one second. Hold on one second. Okay, what was your answer to that? Uh, oh, uh, just gratitude, especially around being alive and having a human body. I, I feel like it's so easy to take so many things for granted and I feel like I, I just I just can't afford to do that I just every moment that my eyes are a, a open and I'm walking around and breathing I just feel like it's just such an amazing gift and I feel so blessed to be alive yeah I, I, I like to think of I like to think of you know every time I celebrate a birthday it's like life in the bonus round for me. I feel like I've been given another year of just to be grateful. Yeah, I feel like every day is a, is a birthday, you know, um, and like we should celebrate it like it's a, a, a gift and a new and given day and um, like we shouldn't expect every day and it's just fantastic that we can wake up and, and see the sun or the clouds or the rain and it's just exactly. a beautiful thing and that we can all celebrate it together. Exactly. You know, it's it's really about embracing everything, all of it. Well, Chris and Rudra, I want to thank you guys both for calling in and, and sharing about the retreat because I think it's important to get it out there. And, and if you guys ever have anything coming up, I mean, I would love for you to have come back on again. It, it, I think it's a great thing. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you very much for having us. It's, it's great talking to you. And, and thank you for the work that you're doing for the community. I think uh, everybody's efforts uh, are really very valuable and uh, needed. And uh, we all benefit from the support that we can lend each other. That's Absolutely. True. And as soon as I get that links page up, uh, class, you're going to have a link there. I just I haven't gotten around to it. I'm sure you know how it is being the only guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to thank you guys, and um, I hope you guys have a great night because we're about to sound off here. Hey, all right. You have a great night, and thanks again. Thanks. Thank you Bye-bye. both. Remember, guys, you guys can learn about the Paz Brotherhood Retreats at pazretreat.com or brotherhoodretreat.com. Um, you can find all the information for registration on there. Again, it is July 16th to the 20th. Scott, thank you for um, calling in and doing this with me. 
And you guys can all find us on pauseim.com or follow us on Twitter. Just search pauseim. Scott, have a great night. and Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Sure thing. You have a great night too, Robert, and happy birthday. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.